Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. Were you talking to just me, or? No. Team. Them. The viewers. I didn't know we were on a team. Yeah, I, I mean, thought we were producers and they were consumers. That's true, but they're here every day, so I feel like some of these people are part of the team a little bit. Mm. I read their comments every day, so I feel like I interact with them a mm. lot to make them more like team members. I got a comment this morning. This is teasing ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know? Do you know what I screwed up in the picks video? <laughs> did you get this? No. No, you didn't. Uh, the only thing I saw screwed up was the graphic, and we changed that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is worse, and there's nothing you can do about it. I call it Magnolia West the Bulldogs. Oh no! They're the Mustangs. Yeah, I don't they know are. why. I don't well, because Magnolia's the Bulldogs, right? Magnolia's the Bulldogs. I'm sure that's why. Yeah. And actually, I think I. I'm not trying to make excuses. This is on me. I need to know that. I believe I saw that the game was at Bulldog Stadium. It is not at Mustang Field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got it stuck in my head that they are the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yep. But it was like I got. I woke up to a tweet about it. I was like, uh, "Hey man, just want to let you know that they're Mustangs." Like, when did I say they weren't? And it, it dawned on me. I was like, "Ah." Oh. So anyway, apologies to Magnolia West. Today is. Thursday, November 4th, 2021. 21 days till Thanksgiving. Three weeks from today. Let's go. Three like, weeks from today. Legitimately, calendar-wise, yes. three weeks. Three <laughs> weeks from today. Three weeks from today, we will not have a show. Do you know why? Because it'll be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> but the day before, we'll have our Thanksgiving spectacular. I was going to say, are, we got to come up with something. Don't worry. We'll, I, I, got, right. I got six hours in the car <laughs> to think about it. Uh, That's ha- your, if you don't come back with the Thanksgiving spectacular tomorrow, oh, yeah. I'm going to be real uh, disappointed uh, I know. in the way that you spent your time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, episode, uh, happy birthday to Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's the future governor of the state, apparently. Uh, episode 1,275. <laughs> On today's show, friends, big beefy show. We got the Buck Groove Guide. We're going to tell you what has been the whole weekend on your couch t- streaming football across the state of Texas. We'll have that. Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the Somerville Yeguas. Let's go. I don't think we've ever had a team whose mascot is the Yeguas on the team on on the show. 
because there's only one, and I don't think we've ever had Somerville on the show. But Cal Netherland will join us. They have clinched their just their third playoff uh, spot in program since 1991, uh, and uh, they got a big showdown this week with Granger. We will talk with Cal Netherland of Somerville coming up here. Then back out the show, got the picks, my high school football predictions for week 11, the Texas high school football season. And finally, we'll round it all out with some college football burning questions, our preview of the week that is ahead in college football. Do we have first four through the door? Yeah, we're going to do two on Facebook and two on YouTube as we kind of start to migrate a little bit. Uh, First off, Coach Terry Crawford. 9-0 Abbott Panthers, big game tonight uh, against Penelope. Penelope. That game got moved. So if if you're an Abbott fan... Uh, the game is not tomorrow night. It is tonight, 7 o'clock, against those mighty Wolverines of Pen- Penelope. That's actually what his hello was, so mm. there's that. Um, mm. Rob Hadaway, and then we're going to matriculate over to YouTube here. Tony Blaylock and Aaron Arbuckle, welcome in. The more things Bellas. change. The more things change, the more they stay the same, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pickle. Let's start with a little bit of a viewing guide. So... But groove guy. So it's week 11 of the 2021 Texas high school football season. It's week 10 of the Texas college football season. Actually, technically it's week 11 because remember you don't count week zero. I know. (laughs) Um, So more numbers than we know what to do. And honestly, so here's the thing. It's getting a little chilly outside. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Chilly outside. Yeah. Weather's weather's supposed to be kind of gross this weekend. Yeah. So I need you to stay safe. Yes. And the best way you can stay safe. Is on your couch. Sitting on your couch. This is crockpot season. Oh, yeah. Fire up that crockpot, open up the windows just a tad, Mm -hmm. and sit and make your butt groove. Get that little stew, and we're going to tell you what to put in that football stew. Ah, yes. How you're going to work on your butt groove. You're going to sit on your couch all weekend. Football chili. We're going to tell you what to watch this weekend, uh, especially tonight. Thursday! Dateline! Six o'clock... A actually extremely important game going down at Legacy in Katy as Angleton takes on Katy Pato. Pato, of course, took their first loss of the year. They can finish um, in that three-way tie. If they lose this game, I believe they f- they could fall. Ooh, let me let me make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth here. Yeah, because they lost uh, last week. Now there's going to be a, a tiebreaker involved here because Manville beat Pato. Pato beat, uh, or I'm sorry, Manville beat Pato. Pato beat Hightower. Hightower beat Manville. But uh, depending, if they lose this game and they drop to, um, I mean, it could be absolute chaos. Um, but they could drop as far as fourth place if they lose this game tonight uh, to Angleton, who is certainly has stomach for the fight. So keep an eye on that one. That's Peto and Manville, or Peto uh, going up against Angleton tonight. Um, elsewhere, 7 o'clock, uh, Atascacita plays Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I want you to keep an eye on that game as well. Tomball Memorial and Klein Oak is, is an important game. Uh, Pearland and Pearland Dawson, uh, they're at the rig. Um, you know what's funny? They call it the rig whenever Pearland plays there, and they call it the nest whenever mm-hmm. uh, whenever Dawson plays there. I love that. Yep. Uh, I suppose there is one more game, though. There is. An Austin area game, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes. At the Puffield in Pufflugerville, as Pufflugerville Weiss host Georgetown. And who's going to be on the call for that one? I don't remember. Do you have a graphic the, that tells us? Uh, I do. Oh, man. I don't you have it. In in. The, no. I, uh, I gave it to yeah. Will to tweet out so the here's, masses could Here's know. Okay. I'm going to give you the headline, and then I'm going to give you the subheadline, okay? <laughs> the headline. 
Craig Way. Craig Way's on the call. The Hall of Famer. For for Georgetown and Pflugerville Weiss. Really important game, by the way, in that district. Uh, kind of sorting things out. Pflugerville Weiss can clinch their first outright. They've already clinched a share. They can clinch an outright district championship with a win. Mm-hmm. Georgetown fighting for seeding, uh, hoping to, to climb up in the rankings. Big time matchup there at the field. That's the, the headline. The reason you know Way so much about Weiss it. Weiss and Georgetown. <laughs> Subhead, much smaller font. Much smaller font. I'm going to be on color. It'll be pink. That's so exciting. I I was on the radio with Craig earlier today, and I told him, I was like, you know, you and I have worked together, partner, for years and years and years and years and years, and and the one thing we've never done together is call a game. I was fixing to say, this is cool for you, too, because, like, not everyone gets to say they get to call a game with the Hall of Famer. Oh. Like, that's really freaking cool for you. And here's the thing. I feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm not comparing myself to every every color commentator in the world. I think on a on a grand scale, I think I'm fine as a color commentator. I think it's I think I'm okay. <laughs> what I'm comparing myself to is all the color commentators that Craig Way works with, <laughs> which is like Roger Wallace, who's yeah. excellent, right? Which is like Shea Walker, who's excellent. Mm-hmm. Which is like Gary Reasons, who's excellent, <laughs> right? All these guys that he calls games with, and then this slappy. <laughs> Like, I don't know. That's the comparison here. And so a little bit of pressure on me, but um, uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, text and live tonight. It's 7 o'clock. Excited. Georgetown and Weiss. Excited, excited. Uh, and, and, and our buddy, I should, I want we're going to try to shout him out a few times during the during the, during the the broadcast too, but our buddy Dre Matula is going to be helping us out with the production. Yeah, shout out to Dre and to uh, Coach Raymond, the, oh the AD gosh. at Pflugerville ISD, because I literally called him and was like, hey, you got room for a Hall of Famer and Pepper? No, he Whatever is. Pepper guy he is. is. No, Todd, Todd Raymond's a real one. So anyway, that's your channel wise tonight. Friday! Dateline! Uh, we do have one on, on TexanLive.com. We do have one um, game. It has essentially no ramifications, I believe. Technically, it has some. Uh, Katie's playing Katie Morton Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie can lock up an undefeated season. They can finish the regular season undefeated. They can they can they can grab an outright district championship. Blah 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 blah. This and that. Yada yada. They can do that. Morton Ranch, if they can spring the upset, which feels a little unlikely, but if they can spring the upset, then they could get into the playoff mix and really uh, make some things uncomfortable for people. But uh, they would need to beat Katie uh, tonight. Uh, in order to have any sort of chance of getting into the mix. Uh, so that is something certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, actually, no, I don't believe they can. So ignore everything I can't said. Uh, tiebreakers are, are dis- disappointing. <laughs> anyway, Katie Morton-Rance is on there. Your, your mileage is This is a preview of, uh, of high school scoreboard and football yeah, Friday tomorrow. Re- I'm, I'm telling like, you guys. You go into a long thing and then go, oh, there's a tiebreaker. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> 7 o'clock. Moving to 7 o'clock. There's a couple of games I want you to watch. In that same district, Cinco and Seven Lakes play. And this th- does decide this something. This <laughs> does have implications. This does have ramifications. Um, even though they are going uh, to different brackets, this could get into really wacky territory. This is a, two teams that are making the playoffs almost certainly in Seven Lakes and Cinco Ranch. Keep an eye on that one. Um, another, this is if you're looking for a playoff game to watch tonight. Mm-hmm. A playoff game to watch tonight. Tomball and Klein are at 7 o'clock. Uh, uh, tomorrow. Tom- yeah, tomorrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm thrown off. 7 o'clock tomorrow. Klein and Tomball. That is a win and in, lose and out game. That is a playoff game. So you can watch that game. Uh, elsewhere, I want you to watch Barbers Hill in Texas City. 
that game is a pretty remarkable, uh, in, 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 in really interesting game there. Uh, Texas City, uh, Barber still is better than the record indicates, and Texas City took their first loss recently. So how did they bounce back from that? Also at 7 o'clock, Huffman, Hargrave, and Livingston. That is a huge game with massive playoff ramifications. Uh, Huffman, Hargrave, uh, that is, I believe, yeah, that's that's a seeding game. Um, or Livingston, I believe, can sneak into the playoffs if they're able to get that win. So huge game there. 7.30. Okay, look. We do have Lake Travis and Westlake. Mm-hmm. Watch Lake Travis and Westlake on Texan Live. It's a massive game. I haven't met in two years. They're itching to get together. It's going to be fun. That game is at 7.30. I'll wave to the camera. Yeah, you'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, another game with massive implications. Tyler Chapel Hill and Henderson. That game is huge. Um, Henderson, I believe... Uh, Chapel Hill, I know, can miss the playoffs if they don't win this game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of line Which at the beginning of the year, we yeah. wouldn't have thought I that. I mean, they were, they were number five in the state at yeah. one point. And they have... that. that it's really just kind of felt... Uh, it's really... They've struggled recently down the stretch. And then also on WFAA.com... Uh, they have Frisco, Lone Star, and Denton Ryan. You can watch that game for free on their YouTube page, uh, the WFA YouTube page. So those are those are massive, massive games on Friday. Let's maneuver now to Saturday. Dateline. We've got four games on Texan Line. The one I want to point you to is at one o'clock at Pridgen Stadium as Cy Park takes on Langham Creek. Um, that is an important game uh, for uh, that basically. Things get a little bit dicey if Cy Park messes around in this game. Yep. Uh, and, and so both these teams, I think, are, are looking to, to finish strong. And so keep an eye on that one. That one is at 1 o'clock. On the college ranks, 11 o'clock, there's only one game in the 11 o'clock slot. That's SMU at Memphis looking to bounce back from their loss to, um, to Houston last week. They are favored on the road. We do not know what Memphis' quarterback situation is like. Seth Hennigan has been banged up. Uh, SMU going on the road, trying to, not to let one loss beat them twice. It's 11 o'clock on the U. Uh, two o'clock. Bull. <laughs> two o'clock. I want you to watch That's exactly what you want to hear <laughs> on ESPN three. I want you to watch Southeastern Louisiana and Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word trying to shake up uh, the Southland Conference if they can knock off the number six team in all of FCS in Southeastern Louisiana. That game's on ESPN three. I cannot, in good conscience, ask you to watch North Texas or or Texas State. You know what? Tough but fair. Two thirty PM. You've got a pair of games on the big on on CBS. You've got Auburn and A and M. That's a matchup in the top fifteen. Uh, you've got that one. You've got Baylor going to TCU. What does TCU look like in their first game in twenty years without Gary Patterson uh, as they take on the number twelve Baylor Bears? Uh, that's a big rivalry game, obviously. Uh, so keep an eye on that one. Then it matriculates to the night slate, and the night slate at uh, you, you've got Texas and Iowa, uh, Iowa State rather at six at six thirty on on FS1. You've also got Houston at South Florida. Those games are important, right? The other thing, nine fifteen Saturday night. Let's go on ESPN two. The Deuce. Let's go. The game of the year. It moved because it was the game of the year. The UTSA Roadrunners, unbeaten and somehow unranked in the college football playoff. Taking on the UTEP Miners. Let's go. Night game in the Sun Bowl. Mammoth game. Maybe the biggest game to come to El Paso in a long time. (laughs) Maybe ever. Massive game there. That's a 9-15 kick on ESPN2. The deuce. So make sure you are watching that. ESPN2. UTSA and UTEP. And that is how you can spend your entire week, your entire weekend rather, on your couch. 
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in a lone star state. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the lone star state. Pickle, how about we talk about Honda? Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Helpful Honda, Helpful North Texas Honda Dealers, rather, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. This week, we are honoring uh, Nancy Gallner out there at Rockwall High School. Nancy, thank you for being helpful in your community. Uh, we are very thankful for you and, and, and the helpful Honda dealers for giving us an opportunity to spotlight the uh, some of the people who make a difference in the community. It's our North Texas Honda Dealers uh, com- uh, Community Helper Program. You can find more information at texasfootball.com. Very cool program we've got with our friends at the North Texas Honda Dealers um, giving us an opportunity to uh, you know shine a light on some programs, some, some people who make a difference in their community. So, we appreciate them. Uh, by the way, as a reminder, tonight uh, at 7 o'clock, TexanLive.com, you can watch Pflugerville Weiss and Georgetown. It'll be Craig Way on the call, myself on color. It's going to be a lot of fun. My, my Here. Look at these. Got my, little, got my little spotter boards. They're all done. They're nice and laminated, thanks to Ashley Pickle, who knows how to work the laminating machine. Six and say, man, I even went uh, to I stores today to find your uh, laminating I uh, sleeves. Know. I do not know how to work the laminating machine. It's incredibly simple. Okay. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the playoff-bound Somerville Yeguas. We are joined by Coach Cal Netherland on the on the hotline. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing excellent. How are things in beautiful Burleson County? Well, it's kind of cold today. <laughs> you know, it's unfortunately, it's Coach. It's the first cold streak. <laughs> yeah, Coach, I've got, I've got bad news for you. I think that's uh, I think that's 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 going to stick around for for at least a minute. Um, I'm I, telling you. Yeah, I want to ask you about uh, you know your squad this year. This is a program that you know, plain and simple, you guys were able to clinch just your third. Uh, playoff spot last week uh, in the last since 1991. Uh, it's been a remarkable turnaround there for for the Yeguas. I'm interested in in what do you think has been the difference maybe from in this year versus the past couple of years. Well, you know, first off, I really didn't know that was how long it had been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I knew they had had a good run in 06 and they had made mm-hmm. it in 17 and. But, yeah, like, as far as, like, uh, I, I really believe that the kids have just gotten used to the system. Uh, we we brought some stability. Before I got here, uh, this is my third season. Um, they had had seven ADs in six years. Mm-hmm. One guy had actually quit after the first game, I guess. And I feel like we just brought – our coaching staff brought stability. And the kids learned, you know, to trust. And uh, – we're just more comfortable in our system. I mean, like last year, we were really close. We lost a bunch of close games on the last play, and that kind of got us out of the playoffs. But, uh, you know, the kids came back and worked even harder during the offseason. And, you know, we did summer weights and strength and conditioning. I think just with all that uh, and them just knowing our system better, um, we're able to do things that we weren't able to do the first year, and I think that's, that's really helped. 
Um, I want to ask you, I want to go back a couple of weeks ago because, you know, this was a, you guys clinched your playoff spot last week with your win over Bartlett, but I want to go back uh, three weeks ago uh, to October 1st where you guys uh, were able to beat Iola in overtime 14 to 13. Yes, sir. Um, it strikes me uh, that that may have been the turning point. That may have been the moment for for uh, for the the Yegos this year. It, it, am I correct in saying that that was really the the uh, the moment that it was all crescendoing to? Uh, and and maybe you know, obviously you got to go out there and, and beat Bartlett and things like that. But but that, that that was the moment that it kind of all came together. I'll tell you what you couldn't you can't you can't even say it as as well as you did. Uh, it was definitely a, a program defining moment for us because like i said last year we lost three games in a row in district that we lost like on the last play of the game and this was the first time since i've been here that we won a game right at the end like a close game and i think it just gave our kids a lot of confidence and uh, it proved to them that they could do it it was such a huge win for us when we stopped them on the two-point conversion uh, you you really like you said you you couldn't have described a better moment for our team this year. Um, you know a big reason we're talking with Cal Netherland of Somerville here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. And I know it's a team effort, Coach, but but I, I can't help but notice that a big reason why you guys are are off to the start that you are is 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 Johnny Leg, your quarterback, who does a little bit of everything for for him. You know I watch a little bit of tape. This kid's pretty special. Uh, I, I can look at the numbers and I can tell you. He does good work out there, but as the guy who who's who's calling the plays for him, as the guy who's who's seeing him every every snap, what is it about Johnny Leg that sets him apart that makes him special? Well, you know, you hear a true dual threat quarterback all the time, but he truly is. I mean, he's leading rusher for us, uh, and he's passed for more yards than I think they've done for a long time here. He's very accurate, has a good arm, and he's just one of our best athletes overall. And, you know, now he's in his third year of our system and he kind of knows what I'm thinking and I know what he likes. And, um, you know, it's just he's really stepped up in this role this year. He's really put in a lot of work and I'm very proud of him. You know, the other side of the ball, Coach, has been, um, you know, a, a nice step forward as well. You know, your defense has taken a step. It's, it's, it seems like it's come up with big plays at the key moments. Um, what what has been the difference defensively for you guys uh, maybe this year versus past years? Well, you know, um, not to take anything away from anybody, but this year we also got a new coach. I, I got a new D.C. His name's Steve Puckett. He came out of Renham and been with uh, their program for a long time. And, you know, he's he's just really come in, and he's he's done a wonderful job, him and, and just all my coaches in general. Um, yeah, I mean, and then just the kids, you know, like, like I said, I, I, I keep hitting this over and over, but, you know, these kids are now three years in. I have a lot of three-year, four-year starters, and it's just – the confidence they have working with each other and the camaraderie, and it really shows on the field. Um, well, Coach, it's, it's it's on to the next one, and the next one is about Granger. I want to ask you ab- about them in a second, but but first, you know, you guys with a win uh, could mm-hmm. win your – you could win a share of your first district championship since 1983. Um that's is, crazy. Is that is that something that you guys talk about? Do you are you guys talking about that type of stuff, or is it just one foot in front of the other? We got one more game before we go into the playoffs. Well, I'm, I'm be honest. Is we really spoke 
of making the playoffs. That was our goal this year. I mean, everybody wants to dream of a district championship, but um, our goal as a team was to make the playoffs. We wanted to be in, and we clinched that last week. Now, uh, the way I've, I, I'm trying to tell my kids, we're, we're not downplaying it, mm-hmm. but what we're doing is like we're treating this like a, a practice playoff game. Mm-hmm. And we're telling them, like, Granger has all the pressure. They're supposed to beat us. Uh, we're just going to go out there and give them our best shot and, you know, see what happens. So that, that's that's the way we've been, like, building it up this week. Uh, it's going to go down uh, there in, in Somerville uh, this uh, this Friday night. And, and you're taking on this this Granger team that is that is unbeaten. They do have a, a loss in the field to Burton, who had to forfeit uh, some games. But right. there at Yegos Field, you're going to welcome in, uh, you're gonna welcome in uh, Granger. Uh, don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but what what are you up against on on Friday night against the Lions? Well, you know, Granger's really well coached. They're they're very disciplined, uh, and they also have a quarterback that is really good. I mean, their quarterback by coincidence, his name is Johnny as well, and they almost my quarterback and their quarterback look almost the same. Uh, they're both accurate. I mean, it, you could almost switch them, and you'd have the same kid. Uh, they both start at safety. Um, but I, the one thing I, I really uh, know about Granger is they're going to play hard mm-hmm. and they're resilient and they're tough. And it's going to take a really good four quarters of us getting after them to, to come home with the W. Um, it's Cal Netherland, the head coach of the Somerville Yeg, was joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, coach, you guys do take on uh, Granger on Friday. I'm actually, you know, one more question. We don't do this very often, but we, we actually have a, mm-hmm. we have a, we have a, is this right, Pickle? Do we have a, a somebody calling into the hotline? I, yeah, I think we have another okay, caller ahead. coming. Let's, okay. Let me patch her um, in right there. Patch, uh, sports caller, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jenny Netherland. Okay, and, and, and Jenny, <laughs> Netherland, Jenny Netherland, who are you? I am the superintendent of Granger ISD and the sister of Cal Netherland. Well, isn't this interesting? How crazy is that? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> hmm. So, um, Miss Netherland. I have to hear her enough. Miss <laughs> Netherland, do you have a question for uh, for uh, our guest here, uh, Coach, Coach ne- Cal Netherland over at Somerville? I, I just want to know, Cal, how's it going to feel when you get beat by the Granger Lions and your little sister on Friday night? <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say there. I'm not even going to talk trash. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm, that's that's bold. Oh my okay. god! Now I have to. Now I have to know. So who uh, who is older? Oh, he, he is. is definitely. He is definitely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm definitely older. Okay. Uh, so is there? So I guess my question is, do you think this will come up at the dinner table at Thanksgiving? Oh, it's it's already starting tonight. Mm. My son, we're going to Granger tonight, and my son's been waiting for this all all year to be <laughs> Granger's just so he can talk trash to her and, yes, and, and, and to her daughter. So, so it's it's already on. <laughs> well, you know, here's one of the things. My cousin is the high school principal of Columbus. Uh, I have a cousin that plays for Brock. They have already secured district championships. So somebody in our family is going to be the odd person out. 
and oh, I don't wow. want it to be me. <laughs> wow. You know what? That's the, the I, I have a lot of respect for a that. lady that speaks her truth. Um, okay. Um, it's it's uh, it's uh, Somerville coach Cal Netherland and Granger ISD superintendent Jenny Netherland. Uh, first of all, uh, Miss Netherland, thank you so much for your time and calling, and we appreciate these types of these types of hard hitting questions because you know I don't provide them. So thank <laughs> and uh, thank you. And coach, I, I I can't say good luck because she's still on the phone line, but um, but congratulations okay. on a fantastic year so far. Uh, I'm very excited to see what happens on on Friday night, but we certainly appreciate your time and, and again congratulations on such a such a remarkable season so far. Well, thank you very much, and I really appreciate you calling and letting us talk about our Somerville Yewas. We are excited to see what they do. Thank you very much, Coach. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. There they go. Somerville Coach Cal Netherland and Granger ISD <laughs> at, uh, Superintendent Jenny Netherland. You could tell right then and there that the sibling thing just completely, he goes, I talked to her enough. Yes. <laughs> um I don't. I don't know. It's amazing how those things work out, right? Oh yeah. To, that 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 she happened to call in at that time. Yeah. Who who would have thought? Who would have thought? That was great. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we were able to catch Coach another one by surprise. It is. It really truly is. Um, guys, I cannot stress this enough, and and I don't like mentioning this kind of stuff on the on the air whenever the coach is on, but like this has been a program. It, at Somerville, that has been down, down, down. Okay, they have not had a winning season since 2009. Right. I mean, Coach Netherland came in, came in. He was an assistant at San Antonio Southwest. He came in and, and took over this program and he's really, really given them a jolt of life. And this program is trending in such a positive direction, thanks in large part to his leadership and what they've been able to do. Uh, there will be some trash talking, I'm sure, between. Uh, oh, Thanksgiving is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> be a lot of fun. Uh, but but the Yeguas are a story worth celebrating. And I'm really glad we got to give them the opportunity to talk about them because they have been a program that we haven't. I mean, I. Plain and simple, we haven't really had a great reason to talk about them. Mm-hmm. But they are on the rise as a program that's doing things the right way, and they've got a big game tomorrow night at Yeager's Field uh, with a little bit of extra spice. District title on the line. It's going to be a lot of fun. We appreciate Cal Netherland that was fun. And, and Jenny <laughs> Netherland for joining us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle, we've got another thing to talk about, and that is our friends at Takis. See as I can tell you. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our futures. Today's spotlight game of the week features uh, our, it, it features Rockwall uh, High School, of course, having such a remarkable season, uh, and, and their Sustainable Champion Award winner, Maddie Josephson. We're going to be honoring Maddie out there. They are taking on North Mesquite, uh, who we'll be honoring Cam Tyler from North Mesquite uh, there in that big-time District 10-6A showdown. Uh, thank you very much to Takis for sponsoring the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. You want to talk about uh, our friends in Midland, or do you want to do the predictions? Your call. Oh, we can we can go Midland. Let's go and talk about our friends in Midland okay. because Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and Visit Midland have partnered together. I don't even tell people in Midland about this. <laughs> have partnered together to spotlight some can't miss Texas high school football matchups in the Midland area. This week's Visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week 
feels like an understatement, like like spotlight game of the week. It's the game. It is the game. Inland <laughs> Legacy welcoming in Odessa Permian. It's going on 7 o'clock tomorrow night at Grande Communication Stadium. If you're in Midland, you know this. If you're not in Midland, go to Midland for this game. I was going to say, if you're looking for an opportunity to get out west, oh my here, gosh. here it is. You can get one of the iconic rivalries in Texas high school football at Grande Communication Stadium. Uh, it's our Visit Midland game of the week. Uh uh, you can be sure to visit texasfootball.com slash visit Midland to see our picks for the best places to eat, shop, and play out there in the beautiful tall city. It's Midland Legacy. It's Odessa Permian. I don't have to talk you into it. Go out there to Grounded Communication Stadium at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It's our Visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week. Pickle. Week 11 of the Texas high school football season is upon us. Massive games everywhere. Massive playoff implications. Here is the picks, my high school football predictions for Week 11 of the Texas high school football season. You're on Texas Football Today. It's the final week of the 2021 Texas high school football regular season, and there's still plenty that we've got to sort out. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we're at the finish line, right? At least one of the finish lines. The end of the 2021 Texas high school football regular season is here in week 11, and for a lot of teams, this is a bittersweet moment, right? This is the end. We're packing things up, we're putting away pads on Monday, and this is it. But for a number of teams, in fact, a lot of them, the playoffs start next week, but there's still a lot to decide between now and then, right? There's seeding on the line. There's district championships to decide. There's undefeated seasons uh, to determine. And by the way, there's history to be made. Week 11 is a very exciting time because you get to kind of open the present and take a look at the Texas high school football brackets, which will be up on texasfootball.com playoffs starting on Sunday night. So, yeah, we've got a lot of ground to cover between now and the Texas high school football playoffs, and we've got to do it in the span of one week, right? Let's get started. We start in Tomball. 7 o'clock Friday night at Tomball ISD Stadium. It's a critical 6A showdown between the Klein Bearcats and the Tomball Cougars. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Kale to the Chief. Came up with that one myself. Let's talk about Kale Hellums, the quarterback for this Tomball team, and he is a dual-threat dynamo, can do a little bit of everything, 21 touchdowns on the season total, and he is really the straw that stirs the drink. I really like running back Christian Womack as well, but make no mistake, I think that Tomball's game plan starts with Kale Helms, their quarterback. Now, Jalen Lede leads a very strong Klein defense, and they're going to be tasked with containing one of the more dynamic players in the greater Houston area. So, what happens when the dynamic dual-threat quarterback takes the field on Friday night? Key number two, Bearcats' time of possession. So I think that the game plan here for Klein is pretty easy. It's what they've wanted to do all year long, which is go on long, sustained drives, control the time of possession, control the clock, control the pace of this game. And the running game is pretty darn good with Quentin Curtis and Miles Arterberry in the backfield. These two have combined for 1,400 yards rushing on the year. They're going up against a Tomball defense that playing simple the past couple of weeks has been a bit susceptible to the run. They've given up 5.9 yards per carry their last three games. It's going to be up to Caven Tooley and this Tomball defense to tighten up and take away this running game for Klein. Now, this is a game that I don't think Klein wants to get into a shootout, right? They want to keep this score low, and the running game befits that. If they start chasing, they're in trouble. So, can Klein control the line of scrimmage and the time of possession? And key number three, the stakes. So you might be asking yourself, Pepper, Klein and Tomball, 
this is the game you really want to spotlight this week? I mean, we've got Denton Ryan and Frisco Lone Star. We've got Westlake and Lake Travis. We've got these battles of unbeatens. Why are you talking about these two teams? That's because this is a playoff game. Plain and simple. This is win and in, lose and out. The winner of this game is fourth place in District 15-6A. They get into the playoffs. They are playing next week. The loser of this game is blowing up basketballs on Monday. Those are the stakes. The playoffs have started early for Klein and Tomball. This is a literal must-win situation. And with that comes pressure. With that comes a little bit of mental games. With that comes a little bit of high stakes. That's what we're up against here at Tomball ISD Stadium on Friday night. A true blue, bona fide, no frills attached playoff game. So, playoffs have come early. Who steps up to the plate? Who am I picking? I'm going with Tomball. The Cougars get the nod here on the strength of not only their dual threat quarterback, Cale Helms, but also the running game with Christian Womack and a defense that I think can make enough plays. What I worry about in this game for Klein is that if they get behind, I'm not sure they are built to chase. And so for Tomball, I think it's incredibly important for them to start fast, get out to a lead and make Klein sweat. Now, on the other side, if Klein is able to get a couple of stops, especially a couple of turnovers, and start playing from ahead and hold Tomball at arm's length, that is exactly where they want to play. I think this game is pretty much a coin flip, and with so much on the line, you never know how these teams are going to react. But for now, I'm going with the homestanding Cougars. Give me Tomball. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Chaparral Stadium in Austin. It's the Battle of the Lakes, a state-ranked 6A rivalry matchup between the Westlake Chaparrales and the Lake Travis Cavaliers. And this is a game we were supposed to get twice last year, and we got zero times. First regular season game was canceled due to COVID-19. The playoff game never materialized because Lake Travis got bounced in the first round. So these two teams are anxious to get on the field with one another. We haven't talked a ton about Lake Travis this season so far, but it has been steady as she goes, exactly as you would expect from this Cavaliers program. Quarterback Bo Edmondson has been great. I think Derek Johnson, their running back, has been a revelation. They have a great bevy of wide receivers, most notably the blue chip wide receiver in Caleb Burton and Isaac Norris as well. And the defense, been pretty solid, right? For Westlake, the name of the game here is defense. It is statistically the second best defense in all of Class 6A, led by Will Courtney. Uh, and the defense is what leads the way. Their defense has been absolutely impenetrable this season, which is kind of what we've come to expect from a defense coach by defensive coordinator Tony Salazar. Uh, the offense is a little bit interesting, only because we don't know if Kate Klubnick is going to play. The Clemson commit quarterback has been out with a non-throwing shoulder injury for the past couple of weeks. Todd Dodge has played a little bit close to the vest as to whether or not he's going to play on Friday night. If not, they'll turn to Christian Edgar, Edgar who has been solid, a, a guy that they have really had no problems getting the offense going, especially because they've got so many great weapons on the outside like Jaden Greathouse. Uh, look, this game's super interesting, obviously, and a huge rivalry matchup. There's going to be a lot of emotions in this game. The one thing that, that is a little bit of a bummer is that there's not really anything on the line playoff-wise. Both these teams are in the playoff. They're going to the separate brackets. Uh, Westlake's going to the Division II bracket, Lake Travis to the Division I bracket. But make no mistake, this is a huge game in the Austin area. I think the Westlake defense is the difference here. Give me the Shaps. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Star in Frisco. It's a 5A Division I showdown between the Frisco Lone Star Rangers and the Denton Ryan Raiders. Let's talk for a minute about one of the most underappreciated stars in Texas high school football this season, and that is Ashton Jaunty, the running back, wide receiver, do-it-all athlete for this Lone Star team. Dude's got 39 touchdowns on the season. 
Yeah, that's leading the nation. He's been unbelievable. And of course, they've still got Garrett Rangel in his 150th year of eligibility there at Lone Star. And the defense has been very solid, as it usually is under Coach Jeff Rayburn. For, for Ryan, the defending 5A Division I state champs are, are kind of rebuilding on the fly, but the, the results have been very good. Kaleeb Hicks, their running back, has been great. Kalen Davis, the quarterback, I think is growing into the role. And as usual, the defense is absolutely stacked with Anthony Hill Jr. leading the way. This is a game in which I think it's dictated by pace, right? I think Ryan wants to win a slugfest. I think Lone Star is very happy getting into a shootout. And so who, especially on a fast track there in Frisco, has the edge as far as dictating the terms of engagement? Look, this game is pretty much a coin flip, and it's going to tell us a lot about how Region 2 of 5A Division 1 shakes out whenever the brackets come out on Sunday night at texasfootball.com playoffs. For now, i got to give the nod to the defending champs. Give me Ryan. 7 o'clock Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Magnolia. It's a 5A battle of unbeatens between the College Station Cougars and the Magnolia West Bulldogs. You know, Magnolia West, I think one of the quietest 9-0 teams in the state, but they've got a really nice one-two punch offensively with quarterback Brock Dalton and running back Hunter Bilbo. They've given opponents fits, and the defense does enough, right? That is what is really the hallmark of this uh, Bulldogs team. I think that they, they complement each other really well. But they're going up against their biggest test of the, of the year, and, and they're going up against one of the biggest tests in the state in College Station. This team has been, when we say dominant, this is what we mean by dominant. College Station has outscored their opponents 498-44 to 44 this season. That is rude. And everywhere you look on College Station, they're loaded. Quarterback Jet Hupp, running back Marquise Collins, wide receiver Trey Sewell, linebacker Jackson Slanker. This team looks the part of a state championship contender. They look outstanding. And at this point, I have to see somebody play College Station close before I'm willing to believe that somebody can actually beat the Cougars. So for now, I gotta give the edge to College Station. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Buffalo Stadium in Forsan. It is a battle of unbeatens. This one in the 2A ranks as the Holly Bearcats take on the Forsan Buffaloes. For Holly, as fun as it is to talk about quarterback Rody Hooper, I really like this kid. Uh, we have to talk about the defense because the defense has been the best in the state. And I'm not overcooking it when I say that. They have literally been the best defense in the state. They've given up 21 points in nine games. Okay? But let's actually let's zoom in even a little bit further. Okay? So 21 points in nine games. Two of those three touchdowns were deep in garbage time. Okay? Fourth quarter, they're already up by 40-plus points at that point. Uh, two garbage time touchdowns. So they've given up one competitive touchdown this season. That came in the first quarter of the first game of the season. They haven't given up a competitive touchdown in eight-plus games. Remarkable. Remarkable what the Hawley defense is doing. And that is the challenge that faces this four-san attack. They're going to keep the ball on the ground with Nate Hernandez and Major Stockton. The running game has got to be very good for four-san. Look, we just got to find out if anybody can beat Hawley's defense. That's it. And then, by the way, you've also got to slow down uh, Rudy, Rudy Hooper, the, the quarterback for Hawley. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Hawley in this one. They look like a team of destiny. They look like this defense is pretty much impenetrable. I like the Bearcats. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Pirate Stadium in Corpus Christi. It's another battle of unbeatens. This one in the 3A ranks. It's Corpus Christi. London takes on San Diego in this week's, hey, did you know these two teams are undefeated? Matchup of the week. These are two teams that are kind of going to be looking in the mirror uh, when they face off against one another. San Diego is big and beefy up front. They like to win in the trenches, and they let their quarterback, R.J. Valerio, kind of do the rest. London's the same way. 
absolutely massive up front, just mashing people in the trenches, and then they let their quarterback, Ace Navarillo, do everything else. He's a bit of a dual-threat guy. The other reason they're going to be looking in the mirror is that I don't know if these teams have really played anybody. Uh, it's that, I mean that in a respectful way. This is just the second opponent for both of these teams that have a winning record on the season. And they have the same w w team that they've played that has a winning record in third place Lifer in that district. So huge test for both these teams. We really don't know a ton about either of them. We're going to find out a lot on Friday night. Should be a fun physical matchup. And you know what? I like San Diego. Give me the Vaqueros. But those are far from the only big games in week 11 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Lovejoy over Frisco Liberty. Give me Lindale to take down Kilgore out east. And Brock finishes 10-0 with a win over Pilot Point. I like Granger over Somerville. Sinton over Ingleside. And Austin Vandegrift beats Round Rock. I like Mason over Ozona. Give me Lake Worth over Wichita Falls Hershey. And Argyle gets past Paris. Out east, I like Tatum over Sabine. Out west, I like El Paso Del Valle over El Paso Chapin. And somewhere in the middle, I'm going with Childress over Canadian. I'm going with El Paso Eastwood over El Paso Americas. That game, by the way, is straight up for a playoff spot out there. I like Woodville over Anoak. And give me Lubbock Roosevelt to beat Idaloo. Big rivalry matchups. I like Montgomery over Montgomery Lake Creek. Midland Legacy beats Odessa Permian in that vaunted rivalry. And I like Longview over Tyler. Give me Timpson over Shelbyville, Joaquin over Garrison, and Fredericksburg over Lampasas. Harlands and South finishes perfect with a win over Los Fresnos. Give me McAllen Rowe over McAllen, and I like Lago Vista over Blanco. Give me Cibolo Steel over Smithson Valley in San Antonio. I like West to stay perfect with a win over Maypearl, and I like the Woodlands over the Woodlands College Park. Boskyville beats Hamilton. I like Dangerfield to beat Paris Chisholm, and give me Pearland Dawson over Pearland. Holiday over Henrietta, give me Seymour to beat Archer City, and I like Barbers Hill on a slight upset over Texas City. Clarendon over Shamrock Canyon takes down Hereford, and I like Sweetwater to beat Monahans. I like San Antonio Brennan over San Antonio Marshall. New Deal takes down Sundown, and Carrizo Springs finishes off a perfect record with a win over Hondo. Munster beats Petrolia, and we got two six-man games of the week this week. I like Motley County to get by Jayton, and Strawn beats Gordon in one of the best rivalries in Texas high school football. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2021 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the final week of the Texas high school football regular season. We'll see you. There it is, the picks, my high school football predictions for week 11, the final week of the regular season, Texas high school football. As, as always, uh, I apologize for the mascot I got wrong. <laughs> I mentioned that, by the way, if you missed it earlier in the show, Magnolia West is the Mustangs, and I know that, but I didn't know that then, apparently. <laughs> like, my brain did not know that. Uh, anyway, but, so I apologize for that, but as always, I predict I got at least one of those right. So. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. I've matriculated over to my palatial lounge. It really does look like, yeah, you're welcoming someone into a lounge there. <laughs> Welcome to the football lounge. <laughs> and here in the football lounge, we talk a little bit of college football every Thursday with our college football burning questions. 
big week of college football ahead. Where are we starting, Miss Pickle? Up first, let's go with SMU at Memphis, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Is this a potential letdown game for SMU? Yeah, I think it, it absolutely is, mm -hmm. and, and here's why. Before the season, if you had asked me to locate what were the biggest games on SMU's schedule, uh, I would most certainly have, said, have, have circled SMU at Memphis. Mm -hmm. um, they Probably some, before SMU at Houston. <laughs> absolutely, and, and they've played some wars. Uh, that has not, the Liberty Bowl has not been kind to SMU historically. And coming off of their first loss of the year, I think you always wonder how a team is going to react, right? How a team is going to bounce back. Now, I think SMU is the better team. Memphis has struggled, most especially Memphis has struggled defensively. Uh, their offense has been up and down a little bit. We don't know what their quarterback situation is like. Seth Hennigan didn't play last week, uh, and so we don't know if he's going to be starting this week. Uh, their quarterback's a little bit in flux. SMU's the better team. On paper, SMU should win. This is a game between the ears, and, and that's why I think that the, the question of the letdown game is important because I think in, in a vacuum, you would take SMU over Memphis. Mm -hmm. But going on the road after such a heartbreaking loss last week, uh, after, I, look, I'll throw it out there, after not being ranked in the college football playoff mm -hmm. rankings, I think that's a bummer. And so can they kind of bounce back and make sure they don't let one loss beat them twice? Well, and I think you've also got to worry about them. They can't be looking too far forward yes. and marking this off as like, oh, you know what, we can beat Memphis, and then the hard right. part starts. Like, exactly. you gotta, you can't look forward. Exactly. This is an important game for SMU to bounce back. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's go head over to Conference USA, North Texas, taking on Southern Miss at 2 p.m. in Hattiesburg. By or sell, the North Texas defense has taken a step forward. They're actually favored by five on the road, which is astonishing. So last week, <laughs> of course, the defense wasn't an abject failure. Mm -mm. Uh, but I think that was more about what Rice didn't do than what North Texas did do. Absolutely. Uh, Wiley Green got hurt in that game. Not that he was everything, but he got hurt. Uh, the Rice offense has been pretty ho-hum all year long, uh, and the North Texas defense was able to look probably as good as they've looked all year last week. I'm selling this. I don't. I don't buy it. I think that the. I think that the the the, the defense still has major flaws, most notably in this in the linebacker core and in the secondary, and that's where I, I worry about this game. Now, Southern Miss is objectively but absolutely they are but. very bad. They're very very bad, and so this would be the kind of thing even on the road. For them to lose this game, and especially to get lit up by an offense that has been very, very mm -hmm. mediocre, very pedestrian, that would signal to me a big, big problem. There's already big problems in North Texas. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably going to have a coaching change. Uh, but this would be, this is the kind of game that, yeah, kind of, one of the last ones on the schedule that you got to make sure you get. I was going to say, you, you found a way to squeak it out against Rice. It's like, okay, do that again against Southern yep. Miss because the schedule doesn't get easier as it goes on here. Ugly, ugly as it may be, go out there and get a win over a bad Golden Eagles team. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's head over to the Fun Belt. Louisiana Monroe at Texas State, 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Is this Texas State's, Texas State's, man, <laughs> last best chance to win a game in 2021? So uh, the easy answer is yes. Um, they, they've still got to play uh, Coastal Carolina, and they've still got to which is not going to be fun, even yeah. though they've taken a loss, and still got to play Georgia Southern and Arkansas State. They're going to be underdogs in every one of those games, right? Um, but I also think that this is an opportunity for them to get to, to right the ship, to feel good, especially coming home against a bad Louisiana Monroe team. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a Louisiana Monroe team that is better than people thought they would be, but that is damning with faint praise. Right. Uh, they need to go out there and get a win in this one. This is, in my mind, this is the easiest game left on the schedule. Yeah. And so they need to make sure they go out there, especially at home, and get a victory. Um, 
look, we've already talked about how last week felt like rock bottom when they got absolutely blasted by Louisiana. Can you bounce back coming home against Monroe? That would be a, a, at least a step in the right direction. Um, I don't have high expectations for Texas State. No. And this feels like it could be like the, the, the nail in the coffin if they were to lose this mm-hmm. game. But this is certainly, as far as the question is concerned, this is definitely the last best chance to win a game. What's next? Up next, let's head to our small school game of the week. Number six, Southern Southeastern Louisiana at Incarnate Word, 2 p.m. again on Saturday. What is the key for UIW to spring an upset? So I think you've just got to get some magic from your magic man and Cam Ward. Um, he, of course, was the Jerry Rice Award winner last year for the freshman of the year mm-hmm. in the SCS ranks, but he's going up against the guy who won the Walter Payton Award last year <laughs> and, Cole, and Cole Kelly, the quarterback for Southeastern Louisiana. Um, this is one of those things that I think Incarnate Word, Incarnate Word is a team under Eric Morris that is they're, they're, we know exactly what they are, which is we want to go out there and score a bunch of points. And they've Absolutely. been able to do that. So get Southeastern Louisiana into your game. Just dare them into a shootout and see if you can win a couple, get a couple plays down the stretch. Win the turnover battle by like two and score every time you got the ball. I think that's what they got to do. Go mm-hmm. in there and get a shootout win. That would be a huge, huge victory. Probably a, a program-defining victory for Incarnate Word. Especially at home. And get that one. Yeah, I think it's a huge matchup there uh, for Incarnate Word. Uh, let's, here's hoping the Cardinals can, can pull out the victory. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's head on over to the Big 12. Number 12, Baylor, a six-and-a-half-point favorite over TCU, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. That one happening at the Carter. What is a reasonable expectation for TCU the rest of the season? And does six-and-a-half six seem a little low to you? Uh, it, it does, and I think that the reason why is, first of all, I think Vegas still has some questions about Baylor. Which I don't necessarily have some questions about Baylor, but I think Vegas does. Yeah. Um, I think they also look at uh, a TCU team that may be playing a little bit inspired, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, with the, the we call it the dead cat bounce, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you, you lose your coach and maybe things can, can resurface. We don't know the status of Zach Evans. If he's going to play in this game. That would certainly benefit them. Mm-hmm. Although, um, certainly Baylor didn't have trouble slowing down Bijan Robinson last week. Last no. week. Uh, six and a half does seem low. I'll tell you this. I think a reasonable expectation under Jerry Kill is just to... Um, you know they've 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 still got to get into Kansas. You got to win that game, right? And then you've got to be competitive. And then just be competitive. Be competitive. See if you can surprise somebody. You want to talk about a really nice bounce back? If they were able to knock off Baylor, that would certainly heal a lot of wounds, and mm-hmm. you would feel really good about getting into a playoff situation. Six and I'm not playoffs. The uh, playoffs. Think about getting into the uh, think about <laughs> Big getting into the, in, into the uh, bowl game. Right? Oh, gotcha. Um, if they're able to do that. I don't see it happening. I think that, you know, for, for TCU, don't crater. I think mm-hmm. that's really the thing because we do not, we, we are in uncharted territory. We do not know how modern SMU or modern TCU operates without Gary Patterson at the helm. We're literally going to find out together Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. in Fort Worth. This would be a big morale booster for Horn mm-hmm. Frog fans as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that the administration at TCU is going, okay, we made this monumental shift in, in coaching, and it's like, if you can go out there against their number one mm-hmm. rival and pull in a mm-hmm. win when they're ranked 12, that helps the administration take a big, deep breath. That'd be, that'd be huge. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's get some SEC action in here. Number 13, Auburn taking <laughs> on number 14, Texas A&M. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite, 2.30 p.m. on a Saturday. And the question comes from the quarterback position. Who plays better on Saturday, Zach Calzada or Bo Nix? This is fascinating because I think both of these quarterbacks are kind of famously super hot and cold. Yeah. Like, these two, both these quarterbacks 
when they play well, are amazing. Go look at what Zach Calzada did against Alabama. Go look at what Bo, Bo Nix has done over the course of his career at times there at Auburn. He has been electrifying. He's been like one of the best players in the SEC. Mm -hmm. But also, both these teams have had a history of, or both these quarterbacks have had a history of inconsistency. And so, who is able to come out and have the better game on Saturday? I'm going to go with Calzada simply because he's at home. But at the same time, as I've kind of made clear, I have not been super impressed with him basically outside of the Alabama game. Mm -hmm. he I think he played his the greatest game he may ever play against the number one team in the nation. And since then, he's been kind of kind of average, kind of, you know, struggling a little bit. Um, Bo Nix runs super hot and cold, too. Yeah. And if he if, if A&M faces good Bo Nix, they can absolutely lose this game. And he can absolutely, like, run roughshod over them. But if they face, like, bad Bo Nix, they might shut him out. Like, that's what's so interesting about this game is you have two two high-variance quarterbacks. It could be a banger or it could be a dud. It's right. very if both snip, of them snap, show snip, up, snap, if, snip, snap. <laughs> if both of them show up, it could be incredible. If neither of them show up, it could be incredible. It's going to be 7 to 10. You if know? one of them shows up, then like then it could be a blowout. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of which ways this thing could go. Four and a half feels right. So what um, you're saying is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Calzada uh, simply because I'm a state of Texas homer, but this game feels way up in the air. I, I have almost no read on it. What's next, Pickle? Up next, back to Conference USA, we go Rice at Charlotte. They're a six-point favorite, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. And here we go, an over-under for you. 325.5 total yards for Rice. And yikes, this, does that seem <laughs> – am I the only one who thinks that seems real rich? <laughs> it's a little rich. I'm going to take the under in this one. Charlotte's defense is not amazing, but no. they're decent. And the problem I don't is, think Rice can just the problem push is, enough. I think it's problem with Rice on the road. I just don't know if they're going to be able to go out there. Now, admittedly, the best their best offensive output of the year – uh, non-Texas Southern Division uh, is when they went to UAB, mm -hmm. uh, but Wiley Green played in that game, and we don't know the status of Wiley Green going forward. Uh, if they turn to Jake Constantine, he looked good in, against Texas Southern, but basically since then he hasn't looked all that great. Um, I'm going to go with the under in this one. I think part of the reason, and, and what's really, what, what we haven't really talked enough about is the fact that Rice has not been able to run the ball effectively, no. which has always been what Mike Bloomgren wants to do there. Um, I'm going to take the under in this one. Uh, I think that Charlotte's able to hold them down. I think they're able to get a get a two-touchdown win. Like, that is a really good point. Like, last year you think they went on the road and beat number 25 Marshall, and mm -hmm. then this year they go beat UAB. They've yeah. got this weird, long road trip voodoo magic about <laughs> Some weird thing. Some weird thing. What's next, Pickle? Up next, back to the Big 12, Texas at Iowa State, six and a half point favorite there at home, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. Texas, at a 4-4 four and four record. Is this season already a failure for the Longhorns? No. And, and I don't know, there's been a lot of doom and gloom among Texas fans about the season. And I'm just like, it's a first-year head coach. Like, I just, like, for some reason, I just don't understand why every other first-year head coach gets the, oh, it's a first-year head coach treatment, but the coach at Texas, or, or most notably Steve Sarkeesian, doesn't. I think it's because uh, they can't finish. Like, you, you see the greatness in the first half, and then, like, where but does isn't it that, go? But you know? it, let me ask you a question, though. Isn't uh -huh. that indicative of a culture issue. Absolutely. I and completely so, agree with and, that. And culture doesn't change overnight. Mm -hmm. um, I think they can absolutely still go 8-4. and four. Um, They've still... Uh, the rest of their games are against Kansas. Uh, they're, uh, is that right? Kansas? Who, who's the rest of their schedule? Pull their schedule. I know they've got Iowa State this week. This is a winnable game. I, no, but coming into the season... Now, Ames has not been super kind to them, but uh, coming into the season, I would have marked this maybe, maybe as an instant loss. This is an Iowa State team that I think is struggling a little bit, mm -hmm. um, especially that defense 
people kind of figured out how to go around the Matt Campbell defense a little bit, yeah. and that's a little bit troubling. I think if you are, um, if you're a, a, a Texas fan going in, or, or if you're an Iowa State fan, this is a winnable game for Texas to oh, go yeah. on the road to Iowa State. And then, and then the rest of your games are wonderful. I mean, you've got at home against Kansas. Win. You have to win that. Uh, on the road against West Virginia, they always struggle a little bit there, you should win but that there's game. no reason. You're, Texas is better than West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then home against Kansas State, which there's their biggest blessing because they go to they go to Kansas Kansas State and it's just a that's a house of horrors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the eight and four is really within reach, and yeah. I think I think if you were before the season, if you had said Texas is going to go eight and four, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Sure. I think that maybe people overcooked expectations a little bit, and I understand it, like because it's Texas. But I don't know. I don't necessarily consider the season a failure. If they lose to Iowa State, let's have this conversation again. Yeah. But uh, but I would say that for now, um, we can't declare it a failure yet. Mm-hmm. I will say that much. What's next, pickle? Up next, Houston, a 13-point favorite over South Florida on the road, 6.30 p.m. The Cougs' offense ranked 71st in EPA play. Is there is that a concern? So EPA per play is kind of an advanced stat uh, where basically they measure your expected points added per play, right? So how many uh, – every play has the, the – you know, if you're going from the one-yard line, right, then your expected points added is going to be – a little bit higher than if you're going from your own one yard line, right? So it takes into account all things as far as uh, game game situation, where you are on the field, field position, time, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and and Houston's offense has been below average, right? They've been below average as far as the, as far as the, uh, that metric is concerned. Uh, it hasn't mattered because their defense has made big splash plays. Um, you saw it almost rear its ugly head late in that game last week against SMU, where the offense came out hot and then it just kind of fizzled. Um, it shouldn't matter this week in South Florida. South Florida's bad. This is not this is not the South Florida team of 2014. This is a bad South Florida team. It shouldn't matter. Um, but going forward, if they want to, and, and it honestly shouldn't matter the rest of the regular season, they're going to be big favorites in the rest of their games mm-hmm. in the regular season. If they have the dreams of knocking off Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference championship game, they got to fix that. The offense is going to have to get into gear because their defense is not going to be enough to save them there. Uh, for now, short term, no, not a problem. Probably behooves them to figure it out before their big uh, game, presumably against Cincinnati, presumably in the American Athletic Championship game. And finally, Pickle. Finally, the game of the year as the undefeated UTSA Roadrunners take on the UTEP Miners. 9.15 p.m. on Saturday on ESPN2. Make a play against the spread. It's set at 11. Roadrunners in favor over the Miners at home. Disrespectful to the Miners. <laughs> Disrespectful to the homestanding Miners. Um, I'm so excited that this game is this week. Oh, yeah. Um, who would have thought that UTSA and UTEP would be a massive game this year? Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Um, Mike Craven will be there. Yeah. Um, UTEP is going to come out with a lot of you-know-what and vinegar in mm-hmm. this game. Uh, they're going to come out hot, I feel like. And they're going to come out... Looking to make a statement. This is on. Uh, this they don't have a lot of games that are nationally televised like this. ESPN Plus doesn't count. Um, that are nationally televised like this. I think this is a big opportunity for UTEP, and I think they know that. I also think that they are gonna have to get something going offensively in any sort of meaningful way if they're gonna get this win. And I'm not sure I see that against UTSA. I think UTSA is gonna be able to run away from them and, and win this game. I think Frank Harris and Sincere McCormick have big games. Uh, I think Zachary Franklin has a big game. 
Uh, I like, I'm going to take UTSA minus 11. I like UTSA by about two touchdowns in this one. Uh, first quarter could get interesting, mm -hmm. especially if UTEP can come out here and just throw a big punch. Uh, but they are, their defense is so reliant on, they're so reliant on, on being like in the plus territory in the turnover margin. And UTSA tends to take care of the football. I think that's a bad mix. I like UTSA minus 11. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I hope there's a ton of people at the Sun Bowl, but I do like the Roadrunners minus 11. So there you go. That is our college football burning questions. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, we did have a question early on earlier from uh, Coach Terry Crawford, and he said, "Will DCTF have a playoff special next week? And if so, when and where? And buddy, do we have good news for Let's you?" Let's talk a little bit about our content plan, okay? So we are going to have brackets up. We're going to get our brackets up as quickly as possible, guys. I want you to have the brackets. Mm -hmm. I'm not holding them back from you. We're working on them, but it takes time, and we have to wait until all the games are finished too. And there are games that kick off at seven o'clock on Saturday night. So we're not going to put out partial brackets. That's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. we got to give us time. Uh, hopefully Saturday night, definitely Sunday afternoon, we'll have brackets up on texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We're also going to have all the bi-district matchups and things like that. So we will have that texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Go ahead and bookmark it. We're going to have our bracketology videos where I'm breaking down every bracket. We're going to work on those on Monday. They should be up Tuesday morning. Yep. Should be up Tuesday morning. As far as Texas football today is concerned, Monday's show is not your normal show. We won't have a guest. We won't have a Monday morning fallout. Mm -hmm. We won't have any of that stuff. Uh, we will unveil the rankings because we need to. It'll be the final rankings. Too. It'll be the final, final rankings of the year. But we will have bracket breakdown. We're going through each of the playoff brackets and the UIL brackets uh, from 1A up to 6A, breaking down every bracket region by region. We will have that for you on Monday. That is bracket breakout day. We'll also have a, a big, beefy, over-the-top breakdown of the brackets in on Tep and Step coming up on Monday evening as well. A lot of playoff bre breakdown coming up here on Sunday and Monday. TexasFootball.com slash playoffs is your hub for everything. That it, Pickle? That's it. I got to get on the road. I you do, yeah. I guess one more reminder there. Greg Way and Greg Tepper on the call for Georgetown and Pflugerville Weiss tonight. That's TexanLive.com at 7 o'clock p.m. Be a 7 o'clock kick. Good Get stuff. Fun. Make sure you hang out with us. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Somerville coach Cal Netherland and uh, Granger ISD superintendent Jenny <laughs> Netherland for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow. No, we got a show tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. See you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.